0: you are listening to the next best picture podcast and this is our review of the piano can you hear me i'm not gonna call him papa i'm not gonna call him anything
1: perhaps with time you might come to like me i'd like to make a swap what for the piano
0: she says it's her piano and she won't have him touch it. your
1: family now we all make sacrifices and so will you
2: I'd like us to make a deal, there's things I'd like to do while you play, lift just
0: get. All right everybody, you were just listening to the trailer for The Piano and the story is as follows. After a long voyage from Scotland, pianist Ada McGrath and her young daughter Flora are left. With all of their belongings, including a piano on a New Zealand beach, Ada, who has been mute since childhood, has been sold into marriage to a local man named Alistair Stewart. Making little attempt to warm up to Alistair, Ada soon becomes intrigued by his Maori friend, acquaintance George Baines, leading to tense and life-altering conflicts. The film is starring Holly Hunter, Harvey Keitel, Sam Neill, Anna Paquin, Carrie Walker, And Genevieve Lemon. It is written and directed by Jane Campion. And here to join me today for this Throwback Podcast review, I have Nicole Ackman. Hello, hello. Casey Lee Clark. Hello. And Danilo Castro. Hi, everybody. So, The Piano, Jane Campion's Oscar-winning film... Hopefully, she's able to repeat such such success in a few days' time with The Power of the Dog. Uh, up until this point, this was her third feature film following Sweetie and An Angel at My Table. Um, and for anyone who has not seen uh, the other films, in Jane Campion's filmography, I highly recommend that you do so. Um, I know that The Piano and, you know, most recently, obviously, The Power of the Dog and the ones that get singled out right now the most as, like, the two best in her filmography. But believe me, there's a lot of great movies in there. But The Piano is one that has endured over time, not just because of its award success. It was also a box office hit, grossing close to $150 million on a $7 million budget. It was a co-production between Australia, France, New Zealand, introduced the world to Anna Paquin in her first major role, and also, too, gave Holly Hunter an Oscar for Best Actress. Uh, It also made history at the Cannes Film Festival, where it won the Palme d'Or, Making Jane Campion the first female director to ever receive the award. So, The Piano is a film that, because of its success, it has always been something that's you know been brought up continually in conversations. Uh, not just for Jane Campion, but also to some of the best films of 1993, best film of the 90s, and in some cases, you know, for some people, this is one of their favorite films of all time. So I'm very excited to dive into this one with all of you here today. It recently just got a beautiful restoration in 4K from Criterion Collection. So for anyone that has not seen this film yet, highly urge you to check it out and then maybe come back and re- and then listen to this later. Uh, but if you have seen the restoration, I mean, it's like watching the film brand new, like it was shot yesterday all over again. It's really, really incredible. So... Why don't we start us off first with Nicole Ackman? Because, Nicole, I understand this was your first viewing.
3: Yes. This is a movie that has been on my watch list for a long time. So it was really exciting to finally get to it. And I was really excited to see it to sort of help me maybe understand Power of the Dog a bit better. Because, as some may know, that's one that I'm sort of lukewarm on. And I was hoping to sort of get some more insight into Jane Campion's filmmaking style what I thought was really interesting is that in addition to, you know, obviously this pairing well with power, of the dog, it also pairs really well with Coda um, in that, you know, we have a character in this film as well, who is a young girl who is sort of in charge of translating for her mother who cannot speak. And I thought that, you know, that parallel was one that I didn't really expect to see. And I think that, There's some interesting parallels kind of in those characters and and what sort of having to be that spokesperson for their parent does to them in terms of how it makes them act otherwise. But I'm really excited to have this discussion tonight because I'm going to be completely honest and say that I watched this over a week ago and I'm still not entirely certain what I think of it as a whole. Um, I obviously like I have opinions on elements of it, but it was one that I kind of felt like afterwards trying to think about it. I just kind of had like a buffering symbol. Um, so I'm really excited to to hear everybody else's insights into it, and and hopefully sort of firm up my my overall opinion on the film a bit more.
0: You know, and Nicole, I understand where you're coming from with your opinion on that because I too I remember my first viewing of this being a little slightly lukewarm on it. Like I I agree, I appreciated singular elements, but as a whole, I needed some time as well to kind of you know wrestle with my feelings on it. Uh, but subsequent rewatches over the years and as i've gotten older i've just appreciated it more and more and i do think that it is one of her stronger movies overall and it is one that i think you know i think i think it's viewed best in the context of the time in which it came out because you know back in 1993 which you know Shamefully, wasn't really that long ago.
3: It's Before my time,
0: this was kind of a big deal, though, <laughs> to have a movie directed by a woman be this of a break, this much of a breakthrough um, with the Academy Awards. Uh, with uh, with its success, obviously, it can, and also too, it being uh, centered on the female perspective as much as it was um, here, and I think it just kind of really established Jane Campion at the forefront of female filmmakers at this time. And she has done other films obviously since then, but she also went off and did TV for a while. Um, I know that the time between like her last film before Power of the Dog, Bright Star, and um, you know, today, there was quite a gap there. Uh, so it's like now, you know, when I think about how much she's getting success and praise and accolades for her work on Power of the Dog, it almost feels like a makeup win to a certain degree not to diminish anything about power of the dog but it's it's like yes we got you with an oscar for screenplay but we want to recognize what a filmmaking force you've always been and we just weren't ready in 1993 to fully embrace that you know what i mean and it's like you know you now have the right project to come along with so i think like viewing it like in the context of the time can help with its appreciation a little bit even if it doesn't compare maybe to
1: Krista makes a podcast is available for free on all the places you could possibly listen to podcasts. And new episodes come out every Monday.
3: That does make sense. But in some ways, I also think that sort of hurt it for me, just in that it's sort of held up as this like pinnacle of female filmmaking and, you know, being such an important and sort of groundbreaking film. So then I kind of watched it and I was like, oh, that's it. like gotcha which is honestly how i also felt about power of the dog so maybe that's just sort of like me and jane campan do not vibe but um i i definitely like recognize how important it was but i do think sometimes whenever a film has that sort of almost like legend built up around it um whenever you're seeing it for the first time it can sort of hurt it and that your expectations are maybe a little bit too high
0: I think this happens all the time, especially with award season type of films. And, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you aren't able to catch it early at a film festival premiere or when it starts screening early and especially after its theatrical release. Like if you don't catch it then and you wait <laughs> a few months afterwards, um, I know some people that are still catching up on some of the Oscar nominees this week even right now. And, you know, I that, that's usually the response there, Nicole. It's like, oh all this discussion and all this talk, and this this was it. So <laughs> I fully recognize where you're coming from with this. Casey Lee Clark, I know this wasn't your first viewing. So what do you think of The Piano?
2: I love The Piano. The Piano is one of my very favorite films. Um, it was a big favorite of my mom's when it came out. And so as a young cinephile, she was always like, oh, you have to see The Piano. You would just love this and I finally got around to it in college and it blew me away and really got under my skin I feel that way I had a lot of Jane Campion's films and this one is you know so special for me I think that I just think it's really beautiful I think all of the performances are really great it's maybe my favorite score in a movie ever partially because I listen to it so much outside of the film it's it's a lot of the pieces of music in it I you know, like Ada in the film, it, I feel it coming from inside my soul. Like, it really taps into something that few other music can for me in a way that I can't really describe it. I really, I mean, a lot of Jane Campion's films are about sex and relationships and tackling them from these interesting perspectives, almost. it's a, it's a It's a challenging film. It's a very, I would say, almost like prickly film and hard to get into where, like, you know, you kind of almost especially on a first viewing, I feel like don't know how to feel about certain aspects of it. But I, you know, I found on repeat viewings I've found the film quite rewarding. And particularly the ending, while I it wasn't Jane Campion's initial vision for the ending, what we end I find very Powerful in what it's saying and we can get into that later, but I yeah, I just love this film and it's one of my favorites of all time
0: Yeah, we'll definitely talk about that ending uh, in a little bit here for sure Danilo while I know about Nicole and Casey's uh, Viewings for this movie. You are an unknown to me, sir. Have you seen this before? Was this your first viewing? What did you think of the piano?
4: Um, I had seen it before I had seen it once in college and to kind of piggyback on what Casey had said, it was a little kind of like impenetrable for me at first. I didn't really know how to, how to like find an in emotionally. Um, I recognized that it was well done, but I I had sort of a remote feeling coming away from it that first time. So I was excited to see it again. And, you know, whenever we rewatch films specifically for this purpose, it always sort of focuses my my mind on like the things that you know things that I didn't catch the first time or the second time um and so I came away this time I think appreciating it more I I would say I don't maybe necessarily have the best grasp still emotionally but I definitely get a lot more I think where Campion's coming from what she's trying to get at um and I recognize the the sort of achievement and the tact that goes into it. And I definitely enjoyed it a lot more. Um, but I do lean a little bit more Nicole's way emotionally, where it's like, I'm still not quite, I think, getting everything out of it that I think I could. So I'm closer to that, but I still am not quite fully there, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah, no, it does. I understand. And I sometimes wonder, too, if it's because the character is uh, mute that's where that emotional disconnect maybe sometimes comes from. But every time I watch it, though, Holly Hunter's performance conveys so much with so little to me that I'm actually able to put myself in her shoes like mentally and like understand what she's going through in a way that I find to be quite remarkable considering that she doesn't really um. Speak in the movie. Uh, She has some voiceover uh, lines, uh, like the opening voiceover of the movie. But otherwise, it's really I'm really shocked every time I watch this of how much I'm able to empathize like with Ada and what she's going through through Hunter's performance. I do think like kind of everything, though, outside of that is where that coldness starts to come over me a little bit more. Mm
3: hmm. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, I, I think I, so I think the connection with the protagonist is definitely very strong, but everything else like like if there's a scene and she's not the focal point of that scene, it does start to lose me a little bit.
4: Yeah, I, I would be. I think I'm in agreement with you on that.
0: Hey everyone, sorry to interrupt, but this is a preview of our full review for 1993's The Piano here on the Next Best Picture podcast. In order to get the full hour and 20 minute long review, you will have to head on over to Next Best Picture's Patreon, where for $1 minimum a month, you will get the rest of this review and other exclusive podcast content from us as well. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and we shall see you all next time.